Welcome to the Next Issue Podcast. We're a group of friends that love talking comics and all that it entails. Uh, we're based out of Dallas, so you'll hear us talk about how these comics make up a part of our daily lives, including our local comic shop, conventions, and other forms of entertainment. Welcome. Hey now, uh, Clay's not here, so I guess I'll have to do it. So, but <laughs> welcome everyone. How are you guys doing? We have uh, Josh Rose and Kyle Condos with us today, and yep. I'm Daniel Martinez. How's it going, guys? Ooh, good. 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 I'm glad we were able to connect. We hadn't done one in a little bit, and as you can see from our notes, we've all read a bunch of stuff probably because it's been so long. <laughs> uh, so we'll try to keep it brief as we try to summarize everything we've been doing. Um. I hope everybody's doing okay. We're still kind of quarantined, even though the restrictions are losing up. But, you know, uh, we'll see how that goes in the next few weeks. But let's give the people what they came to uh, listen to. Uh, let's talk about comics and comic stuff. Um, so who wants to kick us off? Josh, you want to kick us off with what you've been reading in the past few weeks? Uh, sure, because for longtime fans of the show, they will know that I usually don't read much, but I've been, uh, I, I don't know, for some reason, I guess quarantine kicked in or more likely the end <laughs> of the semester hit, and uh, uh, I have a bit more time to read. And I've been going, you know, it, it's, it's funny, I, I just got a new Chromebook, and so I've been downloading stuff to it to read, and I was going back through my massive Humble Bundle library finding lots of things that I had bought before that I have not had a chance to actually read. So I've been catching up on kind of a bundle backlog, if you will. I read uh, Masks, Volume 1, by Chris Robertson. Uh, The first issue in the covers are by Alex Ross, which is, I think, why I bought it. And also the pulp um, background to it. Yeah, And then uh, issues two through six, I believe, are by... Dennis Calero. Um, it, it's not great. <laughs> I had, I had really high hopes for it. Uh, I, you know, I mean, how could, you know, a, a, a super friends style team up of pulp heroes like the shadow and Zorro and green Hornet, um, you know, and, and the spider not live up to, <laughs> I think I know which one you're talking about. It was, if it's what, I, which story it was, I think it was all right. Yeah, it was. If you if you take the if you take the skeleton of the story, it's really interesting. But I think the actual way that it's done and it's it feels kind of rushed in places and choppy in places. It just it didn't hold together. It's not it's not very coherent. And so that that kind of bummed me out, especially because I saw there was a volume two and I was you know like oh I'll get that, but I haven't yet. Thankfully, because I read volume one. Um, but then I read, and what really surprised me is I read Mike Carey's uh, revival of Barbarella, the first volume called Red Hot Gospel. Oh, wow. uh, it has uh, two different artists, and I, I need to look up the second artist, but it's it's two, two contained stories that make up the volume. Okay. And it was fantastic. It was really good. Um, you know, I... 
I feel like in the 21st century, somebody taking Barbarella, it could go so wrong. It could just be <laughs> Vampirella, early 90s kind of sexy woman approach. Which great, Red Sonia, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, and, and, and it's also through IDW. So, yeah. you know, it's like, but Carrie does such a good job of bringing in both these underlying um, themes to each story that are really fascinating and key and, and presenting Barbarella the way that, you know, if you've seen the movie, uh, which itself kind of vamps up the character, but it, it, it holds true to Barbarella as a kind of peacenik sort of very kind of, 60s early 70s era character um it's it's fantastic it's really good so i highly recommend it the art was great um and then i've god my list is so long uh for the comic book club we read sleepless volume one by sarah vaughn and that was great yeah i that was a fantastic book um just the a perfect merger of art and writing just super compelling it was great did you um, did you read the next volume yet? I have not yet. No, I, I still need to buy it. So okay, it's on I Hoopla. I know. I, I've never installed Hoopla. I guess I oh, need to. Geez. So yeah, I know. I'm a sucker. Um, then I read. Uh, kind of going to more fun things. Um, I, I I've owned this for years. I read it when it first came out, but I'm finally just diving back into Milk and Cheese Dairy Products Gone Bad by Evan nice. York. Oh, I love Evan Dorkin so much. And it just, I don't know, it just, it takes me back to a time and a place where, <laughs> where being Gen X and reading Evan Dorkin and reading these characters who are just angry, sociopathic dairy products all the time, it just, it kind of appeases my own anger right now about the state of the world. So I think that's why I turned to it. Um, and then fin- uh, finally, just two more uh, in my kind of, fantasy obsession lately i've been reading uh i i i pre-ordered it and i got it in uh jim zub's uh dnd collection of all of his dnd comics uh tied together in a, a a book called days of endless adventure it is uh art by max dunbar nelson daniel and um Nitho uh, uh, Diaz. Um, it's it's great. I'm really enjoying that. I love Jim Zub's kind of fantasy stuff, uh, be it D&D, be it Pathfinder, be it, you know, the Rick and Morty stuff. And then finally, uh, uh, a book I just read that was superb. It was really good. It's, it, it's pronounced Bottom Feeders, uh, but it's spelled B-T-T-M-F-D-R-S. It's by um, Ezra Clayton Daniels and Ben Passmore. Um, it's so cool because because uh, you know vowels are for squares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Cool well, kids only uh, use consonants. <laughs> it's a it's a book about a, a, a tech startup. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, it's a uh, it's a book that really deals with. Uh, and this is going to sound heady, but it's fascinating. Um, kind of uh, race and gentrification and you know all these sorts of things set in chicago but it ties in a lot of horror um so it's you know i i don't want to say too much about it because it's really really um really great and uh so yeah so go check out bottom feeders it's fantastic cool 
Thank you, Josh. Uh, Kyle, what you been up to? What you been reading? Uh, <clears throat> rereading uh, a lot of DC stuff. Uh, one of my Jeff Johns kick. Read two of my favorite stories uh, from Final Crisis, uh, Illusion of Three Worlds and Rogue's Revenge. Uh, reread Green Lantern Rebirth. And then I, because of Stargirl, I went back and started rereading uh, two of the JSA uh, series. Uh, David Escoyers and James Robinson's JSA run starting in 1999. And then uh, Jeff Johns' run starting in 2007. Oh, that's cool. I think they just re-released uh, a Star Girl by Jeff Jones. Uh, Jeff Jones, and it collects, I think, like the Stars and Stripe uh, run, and a few of the JSA, um, a few of the JSA comics that I guess are kind of pertinent to Star Girl. So, you mean I, mean, I think it's that one. It's got a different cover because they when they re-released it, they used the, mine too? the cover for the show. Yeah, gotcha. but it's definitely oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know how every yeah. time the, the the a new show comes out, they re-release something okay. with the cover so people know. I I definitely re- really recommend both uh, Jeff Johns' run in two thousand seven because it starts off with basically uh, Final Crisis. The JSA is coming together not just to reform the team, but to also become teachers for the new generation. So they're mm-hmm. bringing a whole mm-hmm. bunch of new members. And then the original nineteen ninety ninety nine run with James Robinson is really good because that one actually had a. Uh, Jack Knight joining, but also had yeah. Courtney joining too. So it was sort of that bridging gap where he like Jack was in there for a while because it starts off with the uh, the death of Sandman, Wesley Dodds, mm-hmm. and then and then Jack's there, and eventually he he's, he goes, you know, if I didn't join, my dad would never I would never hear that name from my dad. And so eventually in the series you have where he it's the bridging where basically Jack's eventually going to leave and passes the staff on to Courtney. So cool, yeah, and I mean I think. We'll definitely talk about Stargirl in the future. We're just kind of waiting for uh, Clay. So we may do like the first couple episodes, the first few episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll just talk about everything at once. I just, I also just recommend those two series because even if it's not Stargirl, it's just like the the series is based on what, you know, if you watch Stargirl, the first episode starts off with the basically the destruction of the JSA. Yeah. And I think the yeah. JSA is one of the richest teams. Spoilers. Well, it, it's the, it's, in the, it's in the beginning scene, so yeah. yeah. I, yeah. But I think the JSA is one of the the most classic teams in comic book history, just rich of everything, characters, stories, and I, it gives reading those two kind of gives a way to read about the past characters, but also their future, uh, yeah. the new people that take over. And I, I was a I was a big fan of the when the New Fifty Two relaunched, they did Earth Two. I tried, and, I could not get into it. So I I really liked it, but then you could tell how maybe it was not for everyone. So they eventually, like, they started moving closer and closer to bringing back the original uh, JSA because even towards the end, you see, like, yeah. the original Sandman and stuff like that. And this, like, like the Wesley Dodd Sandman, not even the, you know, the Vertigo. Uh, I will bring one other series. Uh, it just It is JSA-related, but um, another book I tried re- reading again recently it was uh, Infinity Incorporated released in the early 80s it was basically all the children of the original jsa kind of formed their own team and that's where uh eventually where so but you can also learn more about sylvester pemberton too as skyman sky kid becoming skyman and stuff like that it was also one of the first launching pages for uh a, an artist we would know as todd mcfarlane oh okay that's cool you know <laughs> i think i think he went on to do something with his career uh maybe yeah lots yeah, of that <laughs> <laughs> he quit the business to become a toy man nah he's he's he, <clears throat> Didn't he just announce like last year oh, he, no. he's drawing Spawn he, again? Yeah, well, yeah, he might be doing that, but he's also the he's also the main head of the Spawn movie they're trying to relaunch. Oh, that's right, that's he's right. He's got a big yeah. creative part of that. Mm-hmm. So I um I just looked it up because I realized I've always meant to read 
the JSA with Jack Knight in it. And on Comixology right now, as of recording, it's on sale for seven bucks. It's the entire yeah. collection of all oh. of Jeff Johns's. Uh, well, I say the entire no, collection. It says book one, but it's 376 pages. So Jeff John's run doesn't have Jack Knight. It was a David S. Goyer and James Robinson from 99. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. I see Jack on the cover though. Oh, is it really? I wonder yeah. how Jeff is. Okay. I mean, it I may mean, have a bunch. It may have both. It's yeah, true. It might have both. Yeah. If it's doing both, I say get it. Holy crap. I'm, I'm buying it right now. So oh. that's right, folks. Live comic purchasing on this show. You're welcome. That's right. <laughs> Tell me another show that does that. um okay kyle anything else no uh that's pretty much it cool uh well as far as me uh i I had a pretty i mean i've been reading a lot um but the the, one of the real cool highlights uh since we did get a we did get some new comics recently uh deceased deceased unkillables the third issue came out i uh, read that tom taylor (laughs) I, I really love the world of deceased. Um, it's it's really interesting. I mean, if you liked Injustice, the comic, and, and you like Tom Taylor's writing, you'll you'll like. I think you'll like deceased. Uh, Unkillables follows the other side of the the story that they were they told us in deceased. So it's 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 more it's like the Walking Dead meets DC Universe. That's yeah, pretty much. Two <laughs> uh, two great tastes you didn't know needed to go together. And DC has also been doing like these digital first uh, comics for like a dollar that come out weekly. Uh, I think they, oh. they've done it in the past, but they, they started doing it again in the past few weeks. And they have a deceased book called A World Without Hope, I think. And it follows an intrepid reporter from the Daily Planet, but probably not the one you're thinking of. Um, so... Yeah, I think I'll be interested in picking that up. That's a weekly release. Can I throw a book out there that I'm really looking forward to? Please do. Uh, okay, so about a month or two ago, we got that special, I think it was the uh, 80th anniversary special for Robin. Yep. Oh, we yeah. Got the 80th anniversary for Green Lantern coming out next month. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, cool. Yeah, and let me just, let me go here. It's a, um, it's going to have a couple of stories. Last Will by Jeff Johns and Ivan Rios sees Hal Jordan trapped on a mysterious planet with just enough power to send a few messages out. Legacy by Ron Mars and Daryl Banks follows Kyle Rayner as he visits the Warriors Bar. Four by Robert Vendetti and Rafa Scandoble features Hal Jordan, John Stewart, and Kyle Rayner sharing stories with the, each other. Finally, Reverse the Polarity by Charlotte Fullerton and Chris Cross revisits the John Stewart and Hawkgirl Justice League Unlimited written in tribute to the late Dwayne McDuffie. Oh, Ooh, that's, oh, that's cool. awesome. This, yeah, that, I, I'm, I, yeah, I, I still need to pick up the Robin 80 in the earlier, but this one I'm looking forward to. Yeah, we got a few of those coming. I know the, uh, the flash happened right after, before the, the stores started closing, I think. Oh, did it? I have to look yeah. it up. Oh, I, I missed that entirely. But we have the Green Lantern, <clears throat> Catwoman, and uh, Joker are coming oh, up I, in, the, in the next few months. Uh, Joker, I mean, maybe. They get, they get some pretty, some pretty, classic people to go and reprice some stories. So it's nice to see him come back to a character. Um, yeah. I really hope to see uh, uh, Tim Sale, a Tim Sale story in the Catwoman. Uh, okay. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. But uh, okay. As far as the other stuff I've been reading, uh, there's a book called Heavy Vinyl from uh, Boom Studios that the volume two came out. Uh, it's pretty much like men in black, but instead of fighting aliens they fight 
conspiracy stuff. Hmm. But they're also instead of having a headquarters, they are they work out of a vinyl shop in the nineties. <laughs> and it's an all female fight club team, kind of. Oh, this is amazing. I need yeah. to read this. I hate to ask this. When you say vinyl, are we talking like a vinyl shop or are we talking about yeah, right yeah. oh, okay. it? It's right. said in the 90s, so like, you know, before yeah, okay. all the digital stuff. Like it, it's really cool. Um the the first volume came out as individual issues, but I think going forward they're just gonna do like OGNs, which works really good for this for this story because you get everything at once. Yeah. Uh <clears throat> I've been reading a bunch of manga, um, mainly reading Dragon Ball Super uh, after the after the anime ended. So that's, I mean, I'm a big Dragon Ball. Oh, does it take guy. place further? Yeah, yeah. And so now, oh, okay, okay, okay. They're up to chapter sixty, and it's like maybe ten chapters after the the Tournament of Power. What's going on now? They introduced a new villain. Well, who? Yeah. Which is. Does he have a name? No, I don't want to give it away. I, well, I guess they've, already, they've already shown okay. the, the... A lot of people don't freaking read the manga. They work for the anime. So, I mean... They did They did put a poster out of the new villain for the anime. So, his name okay. is Moro, and he's magic-based, kind of. Okay. So, it's 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 an interesting change uh, in, in the super story, I think. I mean, if you go back to the original Dragon Ball Z, they already kind of did magic with the whole uh, Majin Buu and Babidi yeah. and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, so... And then the last thing I'll touch on, uh, I finally got to reading Batman Last Night on Earth by uh, Scott oh. Snyder and Greg Capullo. Oh. Man, I, I'm glad I read it all at once because I, I, when it originally came out, I read the first issue and I was kind of lost because I didn't know what was happening in the book. But once you read, like, because it builds on itself, you keep, it's, it's three issues, but they're 60 page issues. Uh, but you can also get the trade. Um, uh, I, I just read it digitally from Hoopla, even though I have the, the singles somewhere in my uh, collection. But yeah, it's really good. It's kind of a nice end cap story to the run that started in the New 52 with the, the same team. Oh, okay. Yeah, so even though they're still going with like the, because the, what's it called? Dark Metal or whatever the new story that's coming out soon. Uh, I think it's called Dark Metal. I don't know. It, it's it's metal something. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but that's coming up. So it was, it was very cool. I love Capullo's art. I mean, his his Batman and then the people that he... Because it's kind of a post-apocalyptic story, the way he gets to draw other uh, heroes and villains and stuff, it's very cool. Um, one thing I'll say, I think my favorite thing that he changed is that whether they changed... Uh, when you see Bane, he has the Scarecrow. It's kind of like attached to him somehow like he's just always with him like on his shoulder because i don't know i think scarecrow may have lost part of his body it's weird it's weird shit wow uh but i mean it's really cool um and the design is just great because scarecrow having the needles in his in his gauntlets are it just puts me on edge but but it was really cool (laughs) uh i really enjoyed it and it's been it's been nice to have some comics I also started reading webtoons, but I think we'll go more into detail in the future because I'm kind of hooked on a few. Yeah, let's let's talk about that at some point because I, I keep getting into it and out of it. Yeah, and and I, I think I've I finally found a few that that I I, I read, um, but I know I'm I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> I'll put it that way. So okay, yeah, we'll dive more into whatever that means uh, in the future, <laughs> but. Webtoons is cool because they're free, 
they really look really nice on your phone and you just kind of scroll up. Yeah, it's it's a it's a lo lovely experience yeah. on a phone. Yeah. And there's so there's so so many. Like I subscribed to like maybe 10 or 15 yesterday that I started I, I haven't even started to read them all. It was just recommendations from from people. So okay, well great. Uh let's take a little break here. We'll come back to our main topic, which will just be kind of some nerd news that happened in the past week or so. Daniel's um, so excited. <laughs> I'm a little sad about one of the news, but then I'm very yeah. excited about some of the other stuff. But we'll talk about it in a few, yeah. in a few yeah. minutes. Okay. All right. We'll be right back. All right, great. Um, well, let's move on to our main topic. Uh, like I mentioned, we we have some news, nerd news that uh, you know from the past few weeks. I, actually, this is all probably from the past week. Um, so it's been uh, it's been an interesting time to just kind of look at what's going on. Uh, but let's start with uh, real quick the 40th anniversary of Star Wars: Empire Strikes Back was this week. Um, the reason I kind of found that was because Kevin Smith. <laughs> And Mark Bernard in the Fat Man Beyond podcast did like a watch along commentary oh. thing that's on their YouTube channel. Um, I haven't, I, I wasn't able to watch it live, but it was, it was very interesting. I, I, I'm kind of really getting on board with these like watch along commentary things, and that'll lead to our third story. But, um, but did you guys do anything for the anniversary of uh, Empire Strikes Back? I honestly didn't know it was the 40th anniversary. <laughs> yeah, it kind of. It, I I only became aware of it yesterday. Mm. I think um, so. It kind of passed me by, but it's I have very fond memories of going to see it at the drive-through okay. with my dad, and um, my dad took my brother and I. God, wait, that was forty. Oh, good God, forty <laughs> years ago. Um, yeah, that's about I right. Would, I mean, I saw it in the theater, but. Yeah, yeah, and um, and so um, we saw it at the drive-through, and I remember being utterly terrified when the big reveal happened because Luke loses his hand. Spoiler, and uh, I was like, "What?" And I just like burst into tears. And then I think after that, I fell asleep, uh, which was only a few minutes left in the in the. But I was just emotionally drained. So in your mind, did you get to see him get saved afterwards? I I or, don't. Or or was Luke dead for like a long time in your mind? <laughs> Luke, Luke couldn't have been dead because I was definitely aware when he comes back in, in Jedi. Jedi. Okay, yeah. Cool. Um, because that'd be really, really like you just like the reveal happens and then you, he falls down and that's it. Like you fall asleep. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of like, I will, I will say this though. And I have, I have, uh, lorded this over my brother who's a year and a half younger than me our entire lives and that is i so i was i must have been five when empire came out and so my brother was probably three or four and i was just old enough i'm talking like just sneaking it in that they re-released star wars just before empire came out to uh -huh. theaters and my mom took me to go see Star Wars by myself, like just her and I. So I got to see all three in the theater and my little brother didn't. Uh, so, ah. 
and you got to see before all the changes that Disney and Lucas have made in the in over yes. the years. I have Which, held it wasn't on. Just, wasn't just Disney. They did the re- They did the changes in '97. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Luke, yeah, Lucas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's been he's been tinkering with his movies for. Forever. Well, but I, I I've been holding on to a degrading VHS tape that I've ripped to a file, just so I have evidence of what it was like, as close as possible to see it in the theater. You know, even though I know there's like that beautiful remaster out there yeah. that, that a fan did, so. Before we move on to Kyle asking the, his his remembrance of, of the movie, one more question, Josh. Yeah. Because something I like to do sometimes is go online and watch videos of kids reacting to the reveal. Yes. How did your daughter react to to the reveal? Has she seen the movie? Does it? Do you remember? Like she's she's seen it. I don't remember her reaction, but that's because. It, it, when when she watches movies, she's like her mom. She's just a blank expression, <laughs> um, which is why it's hard for me to tell if she's going to like a movie or not. I think I've, I've told the story here before about when I took her yeah. to go see um, um, Rogue One. I was like, oh, this is bad. Like, you know, and at the end, she loved it. And so it, it, it's so I don't remember her reacting that much to the big reveal. Um, no. OK, she'd be a great poker player. Yeah, yeah, she she would be. She'd be very good at it. Okay, yeah, it's it's something. It's funny if you go online and just like Google kids reacting to the Vader reveal, like it's it's so weird that like they're just incredulous. You know, a lot of kids they don't know. Yeah, you know it's, that's it's why it's important. There. That's why it's important to not show them in episode order to your kids. Right, you show four, five, and six. Entirely skip one. Yeah, yeah. No, but I was, what I was saying is there's so many people hating on the new trilogy that, that they're starting to enjoy the prequels nowadays. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, you can't win with uh, these oh, folks. Man. Uh, Kyle, what do you... What do you um, where, do, where does this movie rank for you, like, kind of in your Star Wars overall? Uh, probably is the best one. Okay. I mean, I, 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 mean, I really... I mean, I... I <sighs> That's super fair. Empire, I mean, I, yeah, I'm sure yeah. a lot of people agree. Wrong, I'm, not, I'm not saying a new... I'm going to say New Hope just because it's easier to decipher that one, even though I have a lot of friends right, right, chastising right. me saying it's Star Wars. Um, <laughs> just saying, new Hope, as, as awesome as the first one is, Empire, I think... But you always want in a trilogy. The first one starts off something awesome. You want the sequel, number two, to take it to the next level. And I think we got with like the X-Men films. We got that with the... Uh, Sam Raimi Spider-Man films, and then Jedi was what it was. I still had fun watching Jedi, even though it was the introduction of teddy bears. Right. Um, uh, <laughs> but I think Jedi, because of the, the, the darkness, you know, it's basically like the good guys lose. I mean, it's just basically a tear down. The, the bad guys win, the good guys lose, and you're not sure what's going to happen. So it, it, it brings a suspense. I don't think we got that with uh, Attack of the Clones. I don't think we got that. Definitely not with uh, uh, the was. The Rise of Skywalker? No, what was the uh, the second one in the I new trilogy? Well, that's it. Yeah, we, we didn't get any of that. I mean, it's just, I think that still holds a place of just what we were hoping out of the Star Wars films. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, I think I think one could be argued might be the better film only because it started, a, it, it was fresh, it was new, brand new, and started something that it would start 40, 43 years of a fandom. Mm-hmm. But Empire takes us to that next level of the film and story wise, and I think that's why it holds as the best one in my opinion. Yeah, it doesn't have to it doesn't have the burden of having to build a world because you're yeah. already in, right? Right, right. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, as far as me, it it ranks pretty high on my list. It was my favorite up until the until Rogue One and Last Jedi came out, which which may trigger yeah. some people listening. But I mean, no, it is no, what I'm, it is. I am totally on board with you, Daniel. Totally. I, on board. I, Last yeah. Jedi, I don't know if I can stand with, but with Rogue One, that's definitely a that was I think the closest they've come to that kind of suspense value. Or yeah. just no, I, I mean yeah, Rogue, yeah. Rogue One is my all time favorite Star Wars movie, and it you don't even see, any, yeah. It's weird. There's no Jedi in it. Maybe that's what I want out of my Star Wars movies. I don't know. <laughs> there is something compelling about a world, about seeing people in a world with Jedis or the concept of Jedis who are not Jedis, right? I mean, it's... Um, yeah. the, the four, And I think it, that's the, same, the similar theme with both movies that I just mentioned, that the Force is greater than just the Jedi and the Sith. Yeah. Like it, it applies to other stuff. Like, it applies to other people and stuff, so... I am one with the force. The force is with me. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And well, no spoilers, but that comes back recently in some of the some of the stuff that just came out. Yeah. So in the, the in prayer. The uh, no, oh, nice. no. In the uh, well, in the animated show, I'll just say that. Oh, uh, resistance. Yeah. And Clone or, Wars. Oh, Clone, okay, Clone Wars. Okay. Yeah. So I'll just leave it at that because people need to go see that. I think you you really owe it to yourself to watch the last season of Clone Wars at least. Um. All right. Well, on, on our on our next bit of news, we we had some news that have you guys been watching Bad Woman? Is that a thing that you have been? Yes and no, with? but this is still news. Yeah, um, I've been I've, I've been recording it, but I haven't watched it. Okay. I, I I meant to, and then it just everything happened, and yeah. so yeah. well, the season's finally over. Uh, I haven't been watching either, so there's no spoilers to what happened at the end of the season. Um, but we did hear that Ruby Rose will be exiting the show as Bad Woman. Uh, she won't be playing wow. Bad Woman. But the show will continue. Well, this leads um, into a whole bunch of other news just for the CW show because they've even announced that they're not going to start, not going to be releasing any of the shows until January of 2021 now. Yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why they're bringing Swamp Thing from the DC I know, app I to, know. to CW, which it'll be weird because they'll have to cut it up. I mean, those are longer than 40 minutes episodes. Uh, and they might have to censor some of it. Like, it gets. Yeah. It gets pretty damn dark. Yeah, yeah, especially that first episode. Holy shit! I still, I, I still, I mean, when I saw the news that CW was going to bring over Swamp Thing, a, I thought it was great. I haven't seen Swamp Thing, but it got rave reviews, and I know the cast and the creators and the crew were all like, "We want to keep doing this." So if this breathes new light and life into it, then that's great. But mm-hmm. how is that not a death knell for? the dcu service i mean i just i i don't understand how that continues at this point yeah i mean i think because of hbo max the dcu because they're gonna have the same content other than the comics so either dc needs to do their own like dc unlimited type of comic service for way cheaper than what we're paying for the oh, so yeah, didn't that already happen <laughs> yeah yeah so it's gonna be weird i mean it's it's going to be kind of redundant to have both, but I really do like having access to the comics. Yeah. Here's a bit of news. Uh, do you guys ever watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yes. Yeah, I'm so excited by this. Yeah, well, uh, what's what's her name? I just had it here. Uh, oh, Stephanie, it's actor. Uh, Stephanie Beatrice. Stephanie, yeah, yeah. yeah she threw her, she's throwing her hat into the ring for possibly taking over uh, Batman. She sure I'm did. Like, you know, I would, would be throw, awesome. I'd be happy with that. I'd be totally in with and that. So, my original thought was like the actress that plays uh, Alice, 
she's really good. And also, Kate and her, Kate and Beth are, you know, they're fraternal twins, but they are twins nonetheless. Uh, so, like, well, I mean, you kind of already have your actress there if you really want, yeah. if you just want to make that change. Like, um, I understand they're looking for a specific type of person, and you know, to well, be. I was reading an article. Lead. And apparently, she's uh, bi, so she's like, she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause oh, she, she, uh, she, she brought that storyline into um, Brooklyn Nine Nine as well. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, which I, I think is great. I think it's great for them to look specifically for you know a uh, uh, LGBTQ. Uh, actor to play Batwoman who is herself gay. I think that's well, they're doing it on Supergirl. I mean, the one they have as Dreamer is actually transgendered in real life. Right. Oh, nice. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I, I got to give props to CW for at least trying to hold to that. Like, not not picking somebody to play that kind of character, but picking somebody who is based on that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, somebody did mention this was one of the better recommendations I heard. I don't know if you guys are familiar. Olivia Thrillby from Dread, the Dread 2012 movie. Oh, uh, dread the oh, you mean just dread movie? The one with uh, with Kyler Carl Urban, yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. She is uh, she's Jewish, as the same as Kate Ken in the comics is Jewish as well. Okay. Oh, uh, and she is a member of the LGBTQ community, so you know, I think I liked her in dread a lot. I think I don't, I think she's also in some other show recently, but I think maybe she's a good option. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see. What who they cast and then what happens to the show going forward, right? Like, do they do they hand wave it like it's the same Batwoman? Just you know, everyone just ignores the fact that it's a new actor. <laughs> or they get they the Rhodey, Marley treat do it with yeah. Rhodey. Right, right. Come on, yeah. two of the biggest characters you have in that franchise. You're yeah. fine. <laughs> it's me. I'm here. Deal with it. Let's move on. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, it, it takes a, I don't know, Don Cheadle made it seamless, though, so. Don Cheadle makes everything seamless, so. Yeah. So, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you know, Ruby Rose got hurt on the set, and being the lead of one of these CW shows is pretty tough. Oh, no, my favorite was, she posted the fact that, uh, I think this was in the story, they, it released a story saying that she just didn't like the long hours of the, the, of the show, did I'm like, when, you probably don't want to be the lead in anything, do you? <laughs> if, if the long hours are really that much of an issue... Then just get out of acting. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if you've heard the, if you that that interview with Stephen Amell, like, uh, on Michael Rosenbaum's podcast, yeah. like, he, he was, you know, by the end of it, as much as he liked probably a lot of it, like, it was tough. It was tough on him, right? Yeah. So being the lead of any show, especially a show that requires so much physical stunt work, that's the one a- aspect I'll give me. But I've heard like other actors, like you know, just. Other TV shows that don't require that, like they'll say, "Yeah, we're we're there for all of them like sixteen hours a day, and it's grueling. It's grueling, but it's like if that's what you want to be, you want to keep that paycheck, you want to be the star you try yeah. to become, you got to bear with it." Batwoman has to shoot at night because it's Batman stuff, like you know. <laughs> so yeah. it's got to it's gonna be tough. Um, all right, and our last bit of news, <laughs> and probably my listen. At least I'm very excited. I'm sure I don't know how everybody else is taking this, but this week there was a. Oh, uh, Man of Steel watch along with Sapphire platform. And at the end of the, which I think there was a lot of rumors already going out at the end of it, uh, he brought in Henry Cavill and some fans to ask uh, uh, questions. And before they signed off, he announced that uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, as they're calling it, 
will be released uh, in 2021 on HBO Max. Yawn. <sighs> so so here, here's kind of why I wanted to talk about it, because I think all three of us, and I wish Clay was here, uh, <laughs> we have different feelings about the, the Zack Snyder movies and then the, the DC movies overall. So let's talk about the Zack Snyder films first. I know Josh is not a big fan of Man Steel. I think he's voiced it on the podcast a few times. I'm, I'm pretty sure I have, yeah. Um, so I just want to say, like, right off the bat, the, the, the two things about this announcement that I, that, in, that my, my two immediate reactions to it. One, I'm kind of intrigued. I, I just, not that long ago, I think a few months ago, rewatched Justice League. It's abysmal. It's really bad. It's but, not that bad. Well, but I want to. I want to. I want to see what Snyder intended. I, I. It's bad because it's clear it's not one vision, right? It's this yeah. hodgepodge of just different things. So I, I. I'm. I'm actually. I'm really curious. Like I'm. I'm. In, I'm intrigued to see this version. Right. My second reaction was, "Oh crap! This is basically proves every hashtag conspiracy theory is real." Right. Um, they're all real. Every one of them is real because how many years was it like release the Snyder cut? And we're all like, there is no Snyder cut. Come on, folks. It's always like, oh, there is a Snyder cut. Crap. Oh, man, that's not good. If the internet was, <laughs> around, if the internet was around in the 90s, we might have seen the release the Donner cut a lot earlier than what we did. Uh, right? uh, yeah. Exactly. Well, uh, somebody threw out the fact we get the Snyder cut, we're going to see a Superman with a mustache. I okay. I I don't know what was going on with my brain last night. I I just remembered as we started talking about this. I had a dream that was like behind the scenes footage from Justice League of Snyder and why did my brain concoct this and a um you know like a, a costume designer wrapping a flesh colored face mask around Henry Cavill's head. We're filming and and Snyder's explaining to the camera and it was like my brain was inventing like like behind the scenes stuff. Explaining to the camera, I was like, it'll be easier to like you know uh, CGI his mustache out with this. I was just like, what is <laughs> your, your brain? I'm, your brain's trying to process everything in the world around you right now with the mask. Yeah, yeah. And like, uh, yeah. But but, but a lot of the so a lot of the reshoots with the the reason he had to come back with the mustache was because it was reshoots to change the story from what Snyder had already shot. So oh. I think I think a lot of the original stuff will probably I mean we might see a bearded superman because originally the intention was maybe to have him come back as from the you know the death of superman story where he has a now will he have a mullet? I don't know. He might. God, um, I would hope so. Fingers crossed. It's it's hard <sighs> to make Henry Cavill look bad. So I enjoyed you know, I enjoyed the Superman mullet back in the day in the comics. <laughs> yeah, I liked it too. I'm glad they brought it back for the for his Death of Superman movie that recently came out, the yeah. animated one. Oh, did they? Oh, that's funny. yeah, yeah. When, when I think like most timely designs, the Superman mullet is one, and the Beyonder and Secret Wars two is the other. Like those are the most like of the moment designs for a character ever. With so. the disco suit. Yeah, with the God, disco yeah. suit, puffy sleeves. So yeah, uh, the main thing I, I want to see out of this this new cut of the movie, I think it's more. We were promised a lot more cyborg. I feel in the early trailers, yeah. and I think a lot of that stuff got the, cut out. Two the things new for version. Me. One is the fact that apparently he actually had Dark Side 
in the Snyder Cut. Mm-hmm. And also, there's a scene where apparently we're going to get we get to see, even for a glimpse, Martian Manhunter. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, so he made a really funny comment at the end of Men of Steel. The last scene of Men of Steel is when he takes on a drone and he goes to see the, the, oh, the general. general. Yeah. Well, he made a comment of like, huh, I wonder why this general keeps watching Superman. And also, I wonder if that's really him. Oh. I think insinuating that that's that was already Martian Manhunter. Well, I mean, there's, uh, they already said this. Apparently, in the, in the point in, the, in Man of Steel, when he saves everybody from the refinery and he gets washed up on shore and you see two whales just kind of swim past, they even alluded that that was done by Aquaman. Yeah, I think that was that was something that he talked about as well. I think, I mean, it's hard to get Vero because nobody has Vero. The, the social <laughs> streaming platform where you used to do is... Uh, but if you can get a hold of it, and I think director's commentary is kind of, it's something that's really interesting for if you like how the, to see how movies are made. Yeah. Because uh, it gives you the, like, you can see, and he has, like, tons of books where he kind of drew storyboards, which not every director is an artist that, you know, can draw stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I'm excited to see what his version of the movie was. I think. Best case scenario, and this is how hopeful I am. Like, if it's you know, if it, when it's released, that'll mean that the people that wanted to watch it get to watch yeah. it. The people that are tired of hearing about it, they can finally stop hearing about it. Like, they, you know, people asking for it. So yeah. it's kind of a, and then Zack Snyder and WB could make some money. So that's like a win, <laughs> win, win. I mean, and for like to to me, the the only risk here is for Snyder, right? And that's what makes me hopeful for it because. Yeah. If Snyder releases this cut and it redeems not just Justice League, but the films that came before it, because it was clear he was working towards something, mm-hmm. then yeah. that's hugely important for him. And it's and it's good for the fans, right? If he releases it and it's still an abomination, well, then the fans who are like, Snyder sucks, no disrespect to Snyder, but um, they, they, they will point to even this right, right? so it, it the the only risk here really is to snyder and so i think it says a lot about him that he still wants to release that mm-hmm. for the fans i think that's great so yeah especially because he will have to revisit a difficult time in his life right you yes know? yeah yeah exactly. there was that gotta suck personal so. tragedy was a big part of why he had to leave the movie so you know so but i think you know hopefully it's been long enough that people just kind of come back and I mean, they're going to put some money into this project. There's definitely, like, I think 20 and 30 million was the figures that I've seen thrown around for, like, wow, really? post-production That's work. Impressive. So, huh. the, the, whatever screening, or whatever conversations he had with the WB Studios uh, executives, like, they had to be pretty convincing to put that much money into trying this again. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> or, or he's just a really good salesman. Who knows? I mean, uh, other than Sucker Punch, I think I really enjoy a lot of his movies. Sucker Punch is kind of, it doesn't connect with me. Uh, but See, like Dawn of the Dead, I fucking love that movie. Was that Snyder? Yeah. The the okay. remake in 20, 2004, 2004, I think. Yeah. Okay. I, that one actually, I'll give you props on. Yeah. But uh, a lot of his other stuff, I'm not a fan of. I even, I, again, I'm not, it, it's really sad, but when you think the Watchmen movie is better than the book, and even I'm not still a fan of the movie. That says something about him right there, or at least my taste for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I recently watched the ultimate cut of Watchmen, which is the full movie with the with the animated uh, 
Black oh, Raider yeah. story. I, I didn't watch it. Yeah, I, I own that. It's interesting because I you don't remember. I didn't remember as much as the story of the Black Raider and how it related. And Gerard yeah. Butler did the voice of the main uh, character of the, there of the sailor. Yeah, yeah, which is weird. Weird. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I will say I'm already because I'm 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 a giant jerk. Um, I'm waiting the day. The Snyder Cut gets released. I'm going to start a hashtag release the Whedon Cut and just see what happens. So, yeah, they just thought we're going to have like 10 versions of the Justice League movie. <laughs> Which, you know what? I'll watch them all, whatever. Like, what am I doing? I just thought, thought about this with you talking about the Man of Steel watch and then also the 40th anniversary for uh, uh, Empire. This was also the 30th anniversary for the 1990s TMNT film. Which they actually did a, a live watching party with all the original turtle actors and April O'Neil on the. 12th. That is awesome. I've been I've been meaning to rewatch that because I just watched the it, uh, episode of the Toys That Made Us that was TMNT. Yeah, and it, man, it just made me Jones to watch that first movie again. It is well, so good. It is I, so much better than it's any right to be. I well, I also think about like you think about just comic book movies in general, and yeah. like I think it, for Donner Man, that kind of re revitalized a little bit but it wasn't until we got burton's batman in this movie that i think helped revitalize what comic book films could be and still be inter- you know a part of entertainment in our world and that movie yeah. jim henson yeah. with those uh, what he mm-hmm. overdid those with those costumes yeah i mean there are you see him at cons all the time still right it's yeah it's amazing well and, and it's and, oh sorry no no go no, no, no good 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 well, I was gonna say it's 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 the thing so i was i was just old enough when tmnt appeared that I read. All right, so I'm 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 just old enough that I I was going to comic shops. I just moved to Texas when uh, Team T came out. I was reading it. I was it was felt gritty and raw and fascinating. And then I remember when the cartoon came out. I'm like, what the hell is this shit? Right? Like, See, and so the cartoon when was my first introduction. Out, I was really adamantly against the movie because i'm like oh it's just going to be that kid crap right and then i finally i, I didn't see it in the theater i watched it uh on rental later yeah. yeah and was blown away i'm like this is the comic this is what the comic did and so it's fascinating to see there are these kind of like diverging approaches to the the property that were all happening at the same time because it was like there had never really been this phenomena of characters created by independent artists from an independent you know publisher yeah they had a you know a sole person kind of doing their marketing for them and 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 trying to license the property and so you have all these kind of divergent ways that it's being approached it's just utterly fascinating and so i can't wait to rewatch that again yeah it if you ever get the chance watch the deleted scene from that movie Oh, I'm not sure I've seen it. There's a scene where basically April takes all the drawings she did in the movie and is trying to get them to a comic publisher and trying to make a, a comic book based on it. And you have oh. all four turtles watching her from outside the window on like this 34th floor. Oh, I've got to find this. That's awesome. <laughs> That's you can find it on YouTube. It's hilarious. <laughs> all right, cool, cool, cool. Well, great. Well, I think that's all the news we kind of have for right now, but... um. It was it was interesting to kind of get caught up because a lot a lot's happened, which is I like it because it tells me that the world's trying to get back into more normalcy. Oh God, yeah. So well, yeah. and not, and not like comic comic books are starting to come out again. At least yep. you know, even if it's only DC or a few players, but at least they're trying to release them. Yeah. By by the well, way, those uh DC digital first comics, 
that are like a dollar. And if you have DC Unlimited, I mean, if you have a Comixology Unlimited, they come out to like 85 cents. Like, oh. they're really good. And it's a good yeah. deal because you get for the $4 you buy a normal comic book, you get four issues and it's like 16 pages each. Um, the, I need um, to find those. I'm, I'm, I'm still waiting for issue two of Strange Adventures. So it's like, <laughs> I need, I need this yeah. stuff to start coming back once it's safe, you know? Yeah. So. yeah. So, well, great. Uh, let's take a little break here. We'll move on to recommendations and then we'll close out the show. Sounds, Sounds good. good. All right, and for our last uh, segment, we'll go on to our recommendations and tell you a little bit of the things that we think you should read or watch or whatever it may be. Uh, who wants to kick us off for that? Josh? Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Well, I like throwing got, Josh in first. And into, into uh, it's fine, it's um, I've got two. One, uh, one is I've been, I've been, I have this writing deadline coming up next week. So I've been doing a lot of research, uh, to kind of prep for it. And I forgot that I had gotten this book. Uh, it's a fairly new book. It's fantastic. It is, uh, comics, a global history, 1968 to the present by Dan Mazur and Alexander Danner. Um, it's put out by Thames and Hudson. Uh, okay. it is a, just a fantastic kind of history that does something that most histories don't, which is instead of focusing on a particular region, like, or, or the, you know, the big two America and say the U S this really takes a kind of global perspective from the era when comics with an X is underground and the rise of the direct market and the rise of alternative comics and indie comics from 68 onward, it takes that and looks at it globally. Right. So it's looking at, manga it's looking at uh french uh bande dessine it's looking at sort of all this stuff um so highly recommend that and then because i want everyone to have enough stuff to read and uh, to also have as big of a humble bundle uh, library as i have uh yeah. for the next 17 days there is another manga bundle on humble bundle it is the award-winning manga by kodansha comics um I've never heard of any of these titles, but apparently they've all won awards. So it's about Space Brothers, Love Hina, Beck. I, I love Hina. Okay. Yeah. Um, Parasite. Uh, oh, Parasite's story. good. Parasite is, is good? really good. So premise is these little alien larvae come down, and usually they infect, they go into people's heads and infect, and they basically just take over, kill the body, and take over where the heads can become blades and huge gigantic teeth except one teenager teenager finds a little parasite goes into his arm he cuts it off from be able to go to his head and so the thing takes over his arm instead of his yeah. head and so he becomes like a superhero i am reading this that sounds oh amazing. my god it's so good yeah all right so there's there's a ton of it and if you want the whole kit and caboodle it's 20 bucks it is <laughs> you get beck volumes one through 34 so i, I, I know just, that one. These, these are all animes too that's why i know going to the anime conventions i know like beck was dealing oh, with music love Hina is dealing with girls and the whole love story you know typical anime girls love guy kind of thing you know it's okay yeah well anyway so there you go go to humblebundle.com it is one of the bundles currently for the next 17 days as of recording so okay. tons of time cool uh kyle uh, I'm just going to go right back uh, to, I, if you guys get the chance, Comicology or DC, uh, the JSA books, 99's uh, JSA and 2007's uh, Just Society of America. And I throw that out there because it's only rumor right now, 
But there's been talk if the Black Adam movie does well, DC might be looking to do a JSA movie. Which we're, we're oh, supposed to be getting cool. some JSA members in the Black Adam movie. I see. Like Hawkman's going to make an appearance, I think Dr. Fate, because they, they actually took place with Ted Adam before he becomes Black Adam. So there, there's rumor if that movie does well, we might actually get ourselves a JSA movie. And if we do, then I'm all in. So that's why I say, read these issues, learn about the characters. So do you do you feel like Stargirl with its JSA presentation is kind of priming the pump for that as well? Makes me wonder. It really makes me wonder because we're gonna have again. We're gonna Stargirls. I, I, the way they talk is they're gonna form the new Justice Society. But again, if you if you want to go back and read some earlier stuff, Infinity Incorporated. That's that was the first mm-hmm. time they initiated a new generation of Starman, of Wildcat, of Our Man. And that's what I'm saying. Like, read some of the stuff. So, like, I mean, I would, it was almost would rather than be Infinity Incorporated in the JSA in the in the TV series. But we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Great. Uh, thanks, Kyle. Uh, as mm-hmm. far as myself, I want to recommend <clears throat> Berserk Unbound by Jeff Lemire and Mike Diodato. Mm-hmm. It's an image comic book. It's only four. Okay. It. I mean, it's the first volume, but it's only four issues. Uh, the premise is kind of like, what if uh, Conan the Barbarian like the type was all of a sudden in New York. Don't we have that now with Conan? We might. I don't know. Maybe maybe <laughs> Jeff Lemire also wanted to write Conan and, and Jason Eric took over. Uh, so I'm not sure. Uh, also, uh, they released a collected edition of Superman Up in the Sky, which is the the Walmart comics that came okay. out. Yeah. The, the one original story that came in those books is Up in the Sky. Uh, this is written by Tom King with art by Andy Kubert. So if you ever wonder what Tom King's Superman looks like, you can read this. Um, and Andy Kubert, just a classic Superman uh, artist. I mean, he's just he's just really good. There's an issue that focuses on uh, the race between the Flash and oh. Superman, but it's from a very di- it's a different point of view. Hmm. Um, Are we dealing with Barry or Wally? It's, I want to say it's Barry. Okay. Yeah, but it, it's it's an interesting take. I mean, the whole book is kind of so it's kind of an interesting perspective. Um. So yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um. Uh, and the last thing I was gonna recommend, and I didn't put it on here, but there's a new um. Damn it! What was it? Uh. Well, I left my brain. So. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, Good. It, it's called. Uh, it's an. It's an Apple TV show called. Damn it! It's the one about a company that makes a game. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Uh, with Rob. Uh, uh, yeah, I want to see this. I want to yeah. see this. Yeah, me too. God dang it! What's that called? Hold on. Let me. I'll, I'll make a note to edit this. Mythic something. Yeah. Myth, okay. Quest? Mythic, Quest? Mythic Quest. Yeah. yeah myth, okay. Yeah. 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 So I want to recommend Mythic Quest. Uh, I had already watched the first season, but they put out a quarantine episode. Oh, nice! <laughs> so kind of like Parks and Rec did, and, um, it's and the, you know, it's the new hotness. Yeah, oh, yeah uh, the cast of Voyager is going to be uh, Star Trek Voyager is going to be doing uh, something like up pretty soon. Yep, yep. Oh, cool! And, yeah. and the cast of Community did a table read. Yep, yep. Uh, of one and of they're the, trying, they're trying to the movie might be even closer than we think. One of the really, it's a really good episode that they picked. Uh, unfortunately, they couldn't get Walton Goggins to replace his role as the uh, the, oh, the the question the man. Lawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lawyer. 
But they got Pedro Pascal, and he is a oh, it's so freaking good. That is awesome. Yeah. And 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 I'll I'll add to that if you subscribe to Joel McHale and um, Ken Young's uh, uh, podcast, is that what you're yeah, oh, that's the, right. the Darkest Timeline. Mm-hmm. They put out a special episode that's just the conversation all of them had after they recorded that. Oh, so, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like these. Uh, I like these podcasts that are revisiting shows. I listen to the Office Ladies podcast about the Office. Did you listen to the? Um, uh, I never saw. I never got around to watch the TV series, but the Scrubs, where they have the two main guys. So I haven't. Have- I haven't gone around to it, but I do want to watch it. I mean, I, I do want to watch it. it. I, yeah, I, I have watched series, but I, I listen to them talk about it. It's hilarious. Oh, that's funny <laughs> yeah. that you're. It's funny that you're listening to the podcast without having any context of the show. Eh, I know yeah, about I know. the show. I, 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 never the well, I mean, you, oh, yeah, no. yeah, it's great. But it, it's nice to like, like it's a routine of like I'll watch an episode of The Office the morning the podcast drops while I'm getting ready for work. Um, well, I guess now it's just before I go outside, but I mean before <laughs> I go to my computer. But yeah, yeah. The trick, the trick with Scrubs is for the most part you don't need to start from the beginning because the the first half of the season is not that great. Um, but once it picks up. But I mean, there are some episodes that all tie together, but for the most part, you can just kind of hop in wherever and you're going to kind of know what's going on. They do a good job of describing what all the characters are like. And yeah. Gotcha. So, okay. Well, cool. Uh, If no one has anything else, we'll close out the show. Uh, Thank you guys for uh, joining us. Hopefully we'll have some Stargirl uh, episodes coming up soon. Once Clay gets back, we definitely want to talk a little bit more. So until then, make sure to go watch the show. Yeah. Uh, there's two versions of it because everything oh, has yeah. a multiple cuts now. I don't oh want to say that. Announce that. The fact. So I'm watching the DC Universe version. I think you guys are watching the CW version. Yeah. yeah. I don't uh, have DCU anymore. I gave so. up DC Universe. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, me too. Don't worry. I'll fill you guys in on whatever you didn't watch. All right. Cool. <laughs> Uh, yeah so that way we can go you know once we get to those episodes they'll be spoiler filled so make sure to watch those before we get there so thank you very much guys and keep reading comics yep do it see you guys bye thanks for joining us you can find next issue on twitter at next issue pod on twitch at next issue and on facebook at next issue podcast you can find clay on twitter at clay underscore harrison kyle at kylepedia Adrian at Adrian underscore Harry, Daniel at Echo Spider, and Josh at Cosmosis. Hail Bebo.